bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts of five alarm fire. Five bells move in immediately. That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Firefighters. <laughs> Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the Demon of Fire. In just a minute, we'll roll to the scene of a fire in a home on the south side. Tim Collins, rookie fireman, is there making a report to Chief Cody on the cause of the fire, which has already been extinguished. We're a little late, but before we report to the scene, there's time for this message. Let's go, firefighters. Let's go to the south side, where on a quiet back street, there has been a sudden outbreak of excitement, a moment of terror, when fire broke out in the kitchen of Mrs. Horace B. Rathbun. Now, that was 20 minutes ago, and the fire now has been extinguished. As the firemen pick up to roll back to quarters, Chief Cody hails him. Collins, well, what's that you have in your hand? Uh, the cause of this fire, Chief Cody. Thought you'd want to see it. Great blistering blazes. Again. Again? Another one of those cheap electrical cords. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's see it. Now, look at that connection, Chief, or what you can see that's left of it. Yeah, this cheap cord never passed any laboratory test, Collins. Well, Mrs. Rathbun says it was brand new, yet you can see where that connection caused a short circuit, burned off all that flimsy insulation, threw sparks all over the kitchen, and, well, this morning, more than the toast was burned for breakfast. Great billows of smoke. Collins, it's the same story all over town. What's that, sir? Fires in homes caused by the same kind of electrical cord. It's a defective cord some fellow was selling to housewives. One of those door-to-door salesmen? Yeah. Well, they're usually as reliable as any other merchant, aren't they? Well, this fellow isn't. Been in town about a week. We can tell because this flood of small fires began about a week ago. Oh. Have you got a good description of them, Chief? Well, that reminds me. Where's Mrs. Rathbun? Uh, her husband took her to a neighbor's house. Upset, was she? Yes, sir. Yeah, the same story after every fire. Chief, I can't believe any reputable door-to-door salesman would sell a cord as dangerous as this. Uh, we've got a line on the fellow who's doing this, and we have his description. We'll get him, Collins, and we'll put him out of business for good. Now, as Chief Cody declares his intention to stop the sale of these dangerous electrical cords, he doesn't know that the sharp-dealing salesman is at work in the vicinity of Tim Collins's own home. In fact, at that moment, Miss Andy Layton is hurrying down the front steps of her boarding house, calling across the street to a passing neighbor. Good morning, Mrs. Collins. How are the children? Oh, and that big, handsome fireman of yours. Tim is just gorgeous in that uniform. <laughs> but don't tell him I said so. Bye now. I'll be late for work if I don't... Well, uh, excuse me, miss. Oh, did I bump your suitcase? I'm so sorry. Oh, it's a sample case, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. Samples of the finest little bargain any smart lady like you that keeps house ever laid eyes on. Something no home should be without. Oh, well, I... Oh, excuse me. I must run. I'll miss my bus. Don't let me detain you, miss. Wouldn't keep you more than a minute. Call at 50 seconds by the stopwatch. Wouldn't say a word, except that Mrs. Collins thought you'd be just the lady to show an interest in such a bargain. And what a bargain. A bargain? Mrs. Collins, it... 
She sent you to me? Now, don't let me keep you, miss, but just so Mrs. Collins won't be disappointed. Here, just glance into a bag and see for yourself. There you are, miss. What? What are they? Why, the finest little bargain in electrical cords for any and all kinds of electrical household equipment you ever laid eyes on, miss. And, and Mrs. Collins told you to show them to me? Well, of course, if, uh, if you don't believe me. Hey! Oh, Mrs. Collins! Would you kindly step over to this side of the street? Oh, now, isn't that just my luck? She's gone. Oh, uh, but if you say she sent you to me, I, I don't mean to say what you say isn't... And besides, how on earth could you even know I know Mrs. Collins and Mrs. Collins knows me? If she didn't, I, I didn't mean to say... I'll that... tell you what, lady, you call her up. You call up Mrs. Collins and ask her, Mrs. Collins, did you or did you not buy three little Jim Dandy, no kink, no stretch, featherweight electrical cards from Johnny Bliven? Oh, but there's some mistake. I don't... Here, here's a nickel, lady. Go on, go on. Call her up. Ask her if this little featherweight Jim Dandy don't sell three for the price of one. Three? For how much? Here, here, take it. Hold it in your hand. Feel that smooth, slick, insulating surface. And figure to yourself. Lady, think of it. Three of them there featherweight cords. Three for the price of what you pay in any store in the city for only one. Now, will three be enough? You sure now? Oh, but, uh, but you see, I, I don't have my own home. I live here. This is a rooming house. So, uh, well, just for my flat iron, I, I press my own things, of course. <laughs> Confidentially, lady, so do I. Moving around from one place to another, it's the only way. Why, of course, it's the only way to save. Uh-uh, this is the way to save. With this here featherweight electrical cord that uses only half the electricity, lady. And I'll tell you what. What? Take two. Not supposed to sell only three at a time, see? But... Oh. Since you and Mrs. Collins, oh, a fine lady she is, too. Oh, she is. I've known her for years, ever since her boy Tim was just so hard. Oh, that Jim, what a fine-looking boy, huh? Now, no, uh, Tim... Tim, it's Tim Collins. Huh? Oh, sure, sure, that's what I said. Uh, now, this much a candle, lady, don't tell it around, but this, these here two extra featherweight cords, I just happen to have, I'll give them to you at a trade discount. Yes, lady, 60% off what you pay in any store. Oh, my, it does sound like a bargain, and... I do need a, a new cord for my flat iron. A bargain? Just tell me where else you'll get a bargain like that, except from Johnny Bliven. I'm sure I don't know, Mr. Bliven, <laughs> but I just never could resist a bargain. <laughs> How much did you say? I have the money right here in my cell. And as Miss Andy Layton hurries off to work, later even than she expected, clutching her bargain electric cords in a paper bag under her arm, Chief Cody is tracing the trail of Johnny Bliven and calls the police department for cooperation phoning direct to the police chief in person. Well, seems to be a stranger in town, chief. Well, putting together all the description I get, a man in his 40s, slick salesman, wears a shiny blue suit, stained soft gray hat, fast talker. Well, not more than five feet and a half, thin and wiry. Small hairline mustache. What? Any other special feature? Yes, a gold tooth. Well, you know how it is. Some people say the right side of his mouth, others say the left. But there's a gold tooth, all right. And after the police department, Chief Cody calls the public relations officer of his own fire department. People must be warned not to buy those cords. Hank, I want a description of that cheap, low-quality electrical cord in every newspaper in town. Yes, and broadcast over every radio station with a warning. Don't buy. Don't buy, you might burn your house down. Huh? No, there's no charge we can bring against the man, at least not yet. But I've asked the police to find him. And meanwhile, we've got to warn people, don't buy. Chief Cody's warning message is relayed to all firehouses in the city. But not until late in the afternoon does it bring results. As Tim Collins, hurrying homeward after his tour of duty, turns the corner, a neighbor calls him. Oh, Tim! Tim Collins! Huh? Oh, hello, Miss Layton. 
Just getting home? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I'm so often late to work in the morning. When I'm hardly ever late getting home at night. I just can't understand it. <laughs> well, it must be some kind of instinct, Miss Layton. Uh-huh. Uh, nice to see you. Uh, goodbye now. Oh, Tim, wait. Uh, yes, Miss Layton? Uh, Tim, please do thank your mother for me. It was so thoughtful of her. Now, don't forget. Oh, yes, ma'am, but uh, thank her for what? For sending that man to see me with such a marvelous bargain this morning. Oh, some salesman. I'll tell her, Miss Layton. He said your mother took three. At least, I think he said. She took three? Is that a lot? Well, uh, not the way he explained it. Not at such a low price, and they're every bit as good as ones you buy in the store. See, I carried mine to work and back. I, I can't wait to get up to my uh, room. Oh, hey, Miss Layton. Yes, Tim? Those things, electrical cords. What did he look like? Now, Timothy, don't always be in such a hurry. When you were the littlest boy, I used to have to tell you to think, I used to say, before uh, you... Yes, yes, ma'am, but those cords, please. What did the salesman look like? Now, please, tell me, it's important. Why, uh, why, like anybody else, Tim, I suppose. Oh, clean-shaven, was he? Oh, no, of course not. He had a little mustache. Uh-huh. I remember it wiggled when he talked, and his gold tooth... Gold tooth? That's the man. Now, Tim, you do jump around, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Miss Layton, but look... Those cords you bought, you see, there's no tag on them to say they've been approved for use. Oh, my, I hadn't noticed. Well, I suppose that's why there's such a bargain. No tags, you know. A bargain? Miss Layton, those cords aren't safe to use. You could start a fire. Tim, always fretting about fire. Ever since you were so high... Miss Layton, won't you believe me? Those cords are dangerous. You mustn't use them. Timothy... Did you say mustn't? Well, I, I, I mean... Timothy, I don't think you ought to talk that way to an old friend. Oh, good grief. I'm sorry, Miss Layton. Honest, I am, Here's but my you... rooming house. Good night, Timothy. Uh, Miss Layton, wait. Good night, Tim. Well, you can't blame Tim Collins for being worried. Because he doesn't know that the disreputable salesman has lied to Miss Layton about Mrs. Collins. But as he runs toward his home, he knows he must report to Chief Cody that the trail of the wandering salesman is warm. And he must also find some way to prevent Miss Layton from using the dangerous electrical equipment. Now, that is no easy task, as you'll hear in our next True to Life episode of The Firefighters. In just a moment, Chief Bob Cody will tell all of you boys and girls how you can help the firefighters in your own hometown. But first... Here's a message you ought to hear. And now, Chief Bob Cody with a special notice for the Firefighters Brigade. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. This is your friend, Chief Cody, with another kind of common fire cause to add to your list. Now, write down the word sparks. Now, this means dangerous sparks from chimneys, incinerators locomotives, any source at all. A shower of sparks can start a serious fire almost anywhere, especially on a roof that is not fireproof or grounds cluttered with papers and rubbish. So add that word sparks to your list and watch out for this common fire hazard. Well, so long for now. You'll be hearing from me. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station... The next time you hear... That's it. Let's roll!
Riders is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.